What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Just on the off chance that you haven't been paying attention, we're suffering from inflation right now. The price of everything seems to be going up, and the price of the things that you see the most vividly, food and gas, are going up faster than anybody can really imagine. There were some optimists who had been thinking that maybe the year-over-year inflation rate might have declined or we might be kind of past the big bubble on this, but new data just coming out about May says that's not the case. The annualized rate of U.S. inflation in May 8.6%, the largest 12-month increase since the period ending in December of 1981. That's right, worst in 40 years. The previous 40-year high had been set in March, just two months ago, at 8.5%, but had actually declined ever so slightly in April to 8.3%. That's why people were kind of being optimistic, and some forecasters had expected maybe 8.2% in May, which would have been a decline. Not so. Meanwhile, so-called core inflation, which factors out food costs and energy costs, you know, the ones that everybody is looking at all the time because they're a little bit more volatile, core inflation actually was 6% in May, down from 6.2% in April. Translation, food and gas have gone up enough to offset the declines in core inflation because those prices just don't seem to be finding a topping point. Overall, energy rose 34.6% on an annualized basis from May to May. That's the largest 12-month increase since September of 05. Food prices have gone up 10.1%. That's the first increase in the price of food of more than 10% since March of 1981. So again, a 40-year record to break 10% inflation on food costs. And even the cost of housing, the shelter index, rose 5.5%, which is the largest single rise in a 12-month period since February of 1991. But the winner is gasoline, 48.7% up year over year, right at $4.98, almost $5 a gallon, according to AAA today. So what does all this mean? Well, the Fed is likely to raise interest rates in their effort to put the brakes on a runaway economy. Of course, that might lead us towards a recession, which a lot of people are predicting. In fact, because we recently talked about on the debate, we're probably already in a recession. It just hasn't really been recognized yet. And what's the fix? Stay tuned. And now I want to tell you a little something about Fernanda. Fernanda is a tortoise. In fact, she's an extremely rare tortoise of the Chelonitis fantasticus, or fantastic giant tortoise family. And she's the only one we've got. She was found alive and well on the Galapagos Islands, you know, famously where Darwin did his research. And she is the first of her species identified in more than 100 years. We thought they were extinct. Scientists looking at her genome and comparing it with the other 13 known species of Galapagos giant tortoises decided that she's unique. She and also the one that was discovered back in 1906, which the two of them are of the same species, are very different from the other ones. Which seems to confirm that the original theory that the first one found in 1906 had been transplanted there is not true because here we have another one of the same species on the same location. Now, interestingly, uh, tortoises apparently don't swim from one island to another. They do float. They can be carried from one of the Galapagos Islands to another during hurricanes or major storms or, say, a rare sharknado. 
And every once in a while, the seafarers, you know, sailors, will move them between islands. In fact, one of the reasons they became extinct is because sailors discovered that they were an excellent source of food and easily stored because they can be put alive on the ship and don't take very much food and water, and so they stay alive until you need them for other purposes. So it wouldn't be all that uncommon for them to be moved around from place to place because of the sailors who used them as food. It's also why they were over-harvested a long time ago. So is she the only one of her kind? We don't know, but this particular island has remained largely unexplored because of extensive lava fields blocking access to the interior. It's thought to be one of the most well-preserved, pristine sources of biological variety anywhere on the planet. By giant tortoise standards, she's actually relatively small, uh, even though she's over 50 years old, possibly because of limited vegetation stunting her growth. And she is now being taken care of at the Galapagos National Park Tortoise Center, a rescue and breeding facility where the experts are seeing what they can do to keep her species alive. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And finally, from the Why Couldn't It Happen to Me file, two previously unknown shipwrecks have been found near a famous Spanish galleon laden with an estimated $17 billion in gold. The San Jose, sunk by the British in 1708, was a 62-gun, three-masted galleon that had 600 people on board when it was sunk during the War of Spanish Secession and then was rediscovered in 2015 with gold and valuables now thought to be worth, you know, somewhere on the order of a 16th of Elon Musk. That's how I tend to quantify these things. And now two other vessels have been located nearby, thanks to high-tech equipment that have also allowed the researchers to take a closer look at the San Jose herself and to find impressive historical artifacts, including a gold ingot and the crew's swords. There's also just random gold coins scattered about the seafloor and several other artifacts, including a fairly well-preserved ship herself, which is surprising not having been swallowed by the sand just yet. But, and here's the catch, the people who found all of this stuff... The Colombian government. Yeah, ain't nobody getting rich off of these finds. The San Jose herself has been called the Holy Grail of shipwrecks, carrying one of the greatest quantities of valuables ever lost at sea. And now with the additional finds and the new technology, the Colombian Navy is investigating the possible location of, you ready for this? 12 other vessels possibly lost in a similar area. Now, all of this research is being done under the General Maritime Directorate and trying to preserve the sites and preserve the history and preserve the marine life that's there. So if you were thinking of, you know, renting a schooner and some scuba equipment, that's eh, not going to work for you. But from a historical perspective and just thinking about what might be out there that we still haven't found yet, very exciting. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup. And consider subscribing to our digital and print editions of Newsweek if you don't already. While you're here, hit that five-star review for me. I appreciate it. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to the Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. <laughs>